Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to a, a well, a, mi- a midweek and mini um, trade on sports and focused on football betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Fantastic, thank you, mate. And I know for many years, people have accused of, of us of doing half a job, and literally, that's what we're doing this week. Yeah, yeah, only five matches. Well, it's a funny, strange way, isn't it? We we got five matches this week, and then I believe that the next podcast will be again. Probably Monday or maybe the weekend uh, for the midweek games. Well, there's a game on Saturday, Peter Keep, or Aston Villa Newcastle on Saturday. Oh, crikey, I didn't. But we can't that. talk. But we can't talk about that because Aston Villa play Wednesday. You know? Yeah. So play yeah. tonight. Oh my lord, what a fiasco! But anyway, onward and upwards. Yeah. All right. The game, we'll start off with uh, West Ham versus West Brom. Uh, recent heads. West Ham are one one, West Brom one two. There's been no sorry, there's been two draws, West Brom have one nought. A host of promoted sides, West Ham's record's not bad. One five drawn, two lost three, car for one nil victory at home to Burnley. West Brom away, uh one one drawn three, lost six of the last ten, coming off a three two victory, a good three two victory away at Wolves. West Ham they've won their last two and not conceded in three. So, you know, pretty good performance uh, defensively there, West Ham. West Brom now unbeaten in three away at Wolves, Liverpool and Man City. That's incredible, really. The line is minus one. I see no value in the line. But that is an incredible stat there, isn't it, by West Brom? It is. Now, it started with Slaven Bilic in charge, didn't it, Pete, in terms yeah. of that result at Man City. So, it's not all down to Big Sam. And in some ways, you have to question the book's sanity in pricing West Ham as a full goal favourite. Can you ever remember that, Pete? No, unless they played in the cup against somebody minor, but no, no. Yeah, and, even, and even that season when they had uh, Dimitri Payet playing so well for them, what was that, 2015-16? Yeah. They were never this favoured. They're playing a West Brom team in good form. I think because I was stung at the weekend back in Burnley, plus three quarters of a goal, it is going to stop me taking the baggies here. But really, I, I sense by the end of the game, I'm probably going to be left kicking myself by not taking uh, West Brom to at least sort of avoid defeat by more than one goal. It seems ridiculous pricing, Pete. And in a way, I, I can't understand my reasons for not taking West Brom here, but it's a pass for me, folks. Leicester Chelsea next. Uh, Leicester have won one. There's been two draws. Chelsea have won two. At home to top half size, Leicester's record reads 1 3, drawn two, lost five. Cut off a very good 2 0 victory at home to Southampton, and they put themselves right back in this title chase. Chelsea away at top six. This is not so good record. 1 0, drawn two, lost eight. Cut off a 1 0 victory away at Fulham. Leicester, they've won two of their last five home matches, so their home form isn't great. And if it had been better, they'd have obviously been out higher up. Chelsea lost three of their last four away. They, obviously, they beat Fulham the other day. Uh, no, again, no value in the line off, off scratch. I, I, I can't read this one. I think, you know, both teams are sort of poor in their own way at home and away. I, I do tend to agree with a lot of what you've said, Pete. But, to me, Leicester are a better team than Chelsea. Yeah, I would say so. They're, they may not have the big names, they may not have the flash manager that's played 100-odd times for his country. But Leicester are a better team than Chelsea. Now, this line opened Chelsea minus a quarter, which was madness. It's now trended back to scratch. 
I'm really keen on taking Leicester here, plus a quarter of a goal. I think you can back them at about 1.74, so around the three to four mark. Um, and the interesting thing to me here, Pete, and the reason why I'm keen to support Leicester here is because when you look at their home record, and yes, it is not good. Who have they lost to, though? Everton, Fulham, Villa and West Ham. What, what's the perception of those teams, Pete? Well, fairly poor, I would say. Yeah, and the expectancy would be on Leicester to go forward and take the game to them. Those teams would sit off and pick Leicester off. Now, admittedly, Chelsea would be good on the counter-attack, but I don't see Chelsea playing on the back foot in this game. They are, I say, their egos won't allow them to sit off as much as the likes of Fulham and Aston Villa when they head to the King Power. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty open game. Chelsea won't fear Leicester, which in turn should enable Leicester to put a really good performance in. And I'm going to take Leicester plus a quarter of a goal here, Pete. Man City, Villa next. Uh, City have won uh, both previous matches at the Etihad. Uh, home to mid-table sides, obviously a good record. 1-9 draw and 1 loss nought. Coming off a 4-0 victory. Good 4-0 victory at home to Palace. Villa away at top six, as you'd expect. Not so great. 1-1 draw and nought. Lost nine. Come off a 2-1 defeat. Away at Manchester United, which seems a very long time ago, actually. Man City, they've won their last five Premier League matches and they're right in there now. And, and indeed, worthy favourites. Villa only lost two of eight away this season. So they've been fairly resilient at home. No value in the line once again. Well, I'm interested in this game, Pete, in terms of the line being City minus one and three quarters is the fact that Villa have, as you quite rightly say, have had that extended layoff. They've also not been able to get in and around the training ground, from my understanding of, you know, they've not been able to, as a group, get fully together. And they've got a really sort of big game, as in more winnable game at home to Newcastle this coming Saturday. So will... Dean Smith and John Terry see this game more of a easing the players back in because Villa could fly out the traps in this game and still get hammered. So if their players are lacking a bit of sharpness, are they going to really put everything into this game? And we saw, you know, just how dangerous City were uh, last night when they tore Palace apart. Was it 4-0? I think it ended um, without really trying Um I probably just lean to Villa here, plus one and three quarters, because of the good start they've had this season. And it's interesting, Pete. Their goal difference. Do you know what Villa's goal difference is? No, is it, are they positive? It's plus thirteen. Bloody hell! They've scored twenty nine. <laughs> they've conceded sixteen. It's better than Man United's. It's better than Leicester's. It's nearly better than like Liverpool and Man. Man City's, it's incredible, really. So that shows that they have kept games really tight uh, from a defensive standpoint. So we know that City don't always put their foot down in home games. So a little bit of a lean to Villa, but I think Villa will be targeting Newcastle, the Newcastle game. And if we look at that price now, if I can quickly get it up, oh, of course it won't be up, will it, because of the game tonight? Can I see very quickly? Villa were minus three quarters at home to Newcastle at the weekend. Wouldn't surprise me if they targeted that game instead. Yeah. Fulham, Man United next. Uh, Man United won this fixture 3-0. Last time two sides met. Home to top six sides. Fulham's record's not great. 1-0 drawn, 2 lost 7. Come off that 1-0 
defeat at home to Chelsea. Man United away at bottom six sides, one six drawn two, lost two, cough a nil nil draw away at Liverpool. Fulham, they've drawn five of their last six Premier League matches. Unlucky, I suppose, to lose at home to Chelsea. Man United unbeaten in 16. You know, good good play from United. Again, no value in the line, plus one. You can sort of see what's going to happen here. You can see United winning, but winning by one goal. Well, I was thinking about this when I was watching the game yesterday against Liverpool. I was thinking, what sort of side are Manchester United at the moment? And I'm thinking they're a team that I, want, I would much rather be backing than taking them. Fulham are far more organised of late, as you quite rightly say. They stay in games now. Like at the beginning of the season, they were getting beaten soundly. We saw last weekend in terms of the way they stayed in the game against Chelsea until the very end. I see a very similar sort of outcompete in this game. Again, United nicking it by the odd goal, maybe getting a late goal to extend the margin to two. Not going to dissuade anybody from sticking Man United in their accumulators, but in all honesty, another game I'm keeping away from. Liverpool-Burnley, finally. Uh, Liverpool won two. There's been two draws. Burnley done not so bad at Anfield recent seasons. At home to bottom six sides... Liverpool, good record. 1-9, drawn, one loss, not cover. 0-0, you know, at home to Man United. Burnley away at top six. 1-1, drawn, three, lost six. Not bad, really. Curfew, 1-0, defeats away at West Ham. Liverpool, they've not won in four Premier League matches now. And I wonder, you know, if this, this, this form could cost them ultimately at the end. Burnley, though, lost three of the last four, so they're not in great shakes. I reckon this line should be minus one and a half. And I reckon Burnley plus two is a good bet. So that's going to be my bet. I thought it would be Pete. I mean, it's quite interesting in a way that Liverpool have managed to score 37 times in their opening 18 games while still failing to score in the last three games. It's, it's incredible that Liverpool's last three games have yielded just one total goal. And the way they were misfiring yesterday against Man United causes me a few concerns. And it is the defensive issues that are causing them problems. And as they quite rightly said on the commentary yesterday, it's not the fact that their central defenders are out that are causing them problems. It's the fact that it's their midfielders in the likes of Henderson and Fabinho that they're going to play at centre-half. So they're losing that high-press energy in midfield, which means they're not recycling the ball as quickly as they used to in the final third. So what does that allow for the opponents? Well, it allows them a breather if you look and watch Liverpool games of late, there's no more sieges on the opponent's goal. Yes, they are periods of pressure, but I can remember times watching Liverpool over the last three or four years where teams have literally not got out of their penalty box for 10 minutes. We're not seeing that now. Burnley will look to travel to Anfield, break the game up, take advantage of that. And to be perfectly honest, Liverpool, I think, they're not... They're not going to be bothered about how many they're going to win by. They're just going to be bothered about winning because they've picked up only three points in the last four games. Jurgen Klopp will take a scrappy 1-0 now if you offered it to him. And it's a big lead to Burnley, but they let me down last weekend. So, again, folks, no bet for me. Yeah, so me, I'm going to have the Burnley plus two. Well, I'm going to take Leicester plus a quarter of a goal at home to Chelsea. And that can be back to round the three to four, the 1.75 level. Right. Well, we shall be back later in the week and uh, have a good midweek uh, matches. Best of luck, everybody.